the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome back to The Dan Proft Show. Don't forget to follow us at danproftshow.com. You can get podcasts of the program there, as you can on iTunes and Spotify, and uh, on social media at Dan Proft Show. Uh, so Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, outlining the bold and ambition Biden school reopening plan, about as bold and ambitious as the vaccination plan, which is, as you recall, a million vaccinations a day was something that was essentially happening before the Biden administration took office. And uh, this plan to reopen schools is also about the state of affairs before Biden took office which was not a good state of affairs for millions of school kids in America. Why is the administration setting the bar at one day a week? Why not go higher? Well, certainly we are not uh, planning to uh, celebrate at 100 days if we reach that goal. Uh, that is our own effort to make our own, set our own markings, bold in a, and set an bold and ambitious agenda for how we're going to measure ourselves and progress. But uh, we certainly hope to build from that even at 100 days. And from there, our objective, the president's objectives is for all schools to reopen, to stay open, uh, to be open five days a week, for kids to be learning. That's what our focus is on. This is simply a goal for 100 days. So Jen, a lot of schools are already doing that. And for working parents, one day a week doesn't help a whole lot. That's, again, the bar of where we'd like the majority of schools across the country to be, which they're not at this point in time. And we want to build from there. And it really depends. It, it differs from school district to school district. Part of the reason that there is funding in the American uh, Rescue Plan is to ensure that school districts that don't have the funding they need to ensure they are equipped to reopen, to meet that bar and exceed it, uh, are able to do exactly that. Well, that's a whole lot of balloon juice to take in, isn't it? For more on the topic, we're pleased to be joined by Susan Crabtree, RealClearPolitics.com's White House and National Political Correspondent. Susan, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. One day a week for half of the nation's schools. That is bold and ambitious. Does that square with what the CDC has said about where school children should be? No. In fact, the CDC, uh, strangely enough, uh, just yesterday put out guidance saying that it's Basically, as long as there are precautions in place, we don't have any evidence showing that the spread is occurring in these schools that are open. Uh, so it's the timing of this, uh, the scaling back of the promise to reopen schools by the Biden administration is really startling. Some parents and teachers and even those who voted for Biden who were hopeful and encouraged uh, that they were going to see schools reopen with the vaccinations now becoming available to teachers. Uh, and now we're seeing this sort of rollback, this, this very 
careful walk back by um, the press secretary, Jen Psaki, and she was pummeled with questions about it two days in a row. So you know this is something the American public care about. And some of the criticism is coming from uh, corners of the media. The, the woman that you uh, you quoted uh, you, in your clip was Kristen, Kristen Welker, the NBC yeah, CNN. top White House correspondent, and CNN, Jake Tapper, really took the administration yeah. to task for being in the grips of the union. Yeah, well, I mean, how, you know, how else do you explain it? That was the Wall Street Journal editorial board's position, too, basically saying the unions are rolling over the Biden administration and even a $130 billion bribe, their characterization, won't get kids back to school this year. We're seeing this play out in the big cities, Chicago, New York, L.A. And um, h- how else do you uh, explain the, the the Biden administration, which is always prattling on about science and data and uh, listen to the experts and their experts are telling them one thing and they're doing the other thing that what, what, you know, what's the variable other than the teachers unions. Absolutely. And it's the saddest part about this is that in the urban centers, not in the red states in red states, uh, Florida, we're seeing the schools reopen at far greater numbers than we are in some of the urban centers where uh, democratic politicians control them. So it's, and that's a places where there's the, the their parents are having more uh, struggles to try to balance work and this virtual learning. So you think you're going to see um, a whole generation of theorists fall through the cracks here. Um, at least you know these, these younger school kids, but also the high school kids are having more uh, complex reactions to these lockdowns and not being in school um, with socialization. You see higher suicide rates. Uh, higher depression rates, kids are not being able to compete for the scholarships and sports that they had hoped for. Some of the, you know, really a sad situation here, and we thought there was some momentum in December when uh, the president, the incoming president, said this was going to be his goal, 100 days, we're going to have schools reopen, and the pandemic is going to be on the mend, uh, but that's not what we're seeing here. And it, it's really interesting because I took a look at some of the metrics because we asked Jen Psaki after she made these statements, you know, what are you basing this on? And are, aren't we already sort of at, it's just like with the vaccines, aren't we at the over 50% of schools going to school at least one day in the classroom a week, providing that option? We're already at that number according to some metrics um, that I cite in my story. And she really didn't have a comeback from that. Uh, she actually, the Department of Education, uh, they, the White House referred me to the Department of Education. The Department of Education said we're actually studying that right now as part of Biden's executive order from last Friday. We are putting together a survey where we're going to survey classrooms about this, but there's already stats out there showing that we're already meeting that very low bar and one day a week in the classroom. And, and uh, you, you point out something important, too. This is sort of lost in some of the reporting, the distinction between K through 8 or pre-K through 8 and high school. Uh, in my home city of Chicago, uh, the big, you know, it was a national story, the continued uh, uh, unwillingness of teachers to return to the classroom. So there's a, a deal in place right now to phase in a return of teachers to the classroom over the next four weeks, so in, into mid-March. But that's just for pre-K through 8. There is no plan. There is no deal on high school whatsoever. So, I mean, to the Wall Street Journalist's point, you can uh, throw all the money you want at these schools and the unions, frankly, that run them, these school districts. 
um, there is not going to be a getting back to school in a material way in some of these major school districts around the country this year, particularly for high school students that are disproportionately uh, the kids that are suffering from some of the uh, you know, ailments or worse of despair that you were describing. It's just tragic that you're going to have a whole senior class not being able to step into the classroom um, and be with their friends and have that experience before they head off to college. And it's going to change a lot of these kids' college experiences who had hoped, like I said, for um, for sports athletic scholarships and they're not being able to compete. In fact, you're seeing a very big dichotomy between people who are um, who have the means to try to provide, uh, find the leagues, and also travel to states where their kids can compete. And those parents who are too busy and don't have the means, it's creating exactly what the Democrats say that they are against. Um, this, you know, this this big chasm in our uh, in the in the middle class in our in our country. It seems like the pandemic has made that worse. And I can't uh, go back to this gentleman enough, Bob Mazakowski in Chicago, who runs, started a school called Chicago Hope Academy, uh, 90% low-income kids, 90% black kids. And, um, you know, all his kids are, are they, they've been in school since the fall, um, every day, in person. And, uh, you know, his kids go to college, his kids do well, and so on and so forth, if they can avoid some of the pitfalls of the neighborhoods in which they live. Uh, and he basically said, here's what you just did in Chicago. You created 30,000 gangbangers because you couldn't, you were too afraid, you were, couldn't get your head together to figure it out and get these kids back to school. I mean, that's the, that's the reality on the ground in some of these tough neighborhoods and some of these big cities. Yes, and we're seeing higher incidence of child abuse. Uh, it's, a, it's a really, it's a startling situation. And you would think that with the CDC, their own CDC, this is the administration following the science, would say, you know, as long as you have certain precautions in place, they're going to provide better ventilation systems with this COVID relief money that we can start to get the kids back to school. Let's have some forward progress. But forward progress is not one day a week, especially since we are already there. There are stats showing we are already there. I can, um, if you want to, Look, take a look at them. I cite them. I link to them in my article. There are data um, companies that are keeping tabs on the district by district practices of schools during the pandemic, and you can see that we're already there. And I, I again, I said that to the White House. I sent these links to these very well-respected uh, data companies, and there was no response. Hmm. Susan Crabtree, RealClearPolitics.com's White House and National Political Correspondent. Uh, Great reporting on this topic. Susan, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. You bet. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Grab a good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and The Dan Proft Show.